This is In Touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown with Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. City Talk 105.9. Good evening and welcome along to In Touch, City Talk's Rugby League Hour with me, Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. Over the next 60 minutes, we talk all things Super League starting with tonight's massive clash between Warrington Wolves and the Wigan Warriors. It is a rematch of last season's grand final and the first time they faced each other this year. We'll chat with Wigan boss Sean Wayne. They're recognised as one of the best teams in Super League and uh, we need to improve on our performance. So We know going to, to that stadium it's very intimidating and the, the, my players are going to relish that. Warrington coach Tony Smith says his side have been working hard and know what to expect, but will it be enough to go one better than they did at Old Trafford? You know what's coming, but you've still got to be good enough to stop it. And hopefully if we all work together, we can you know, give that a shake. Wolves' Richie Myler talks to us about his own form this season and how they've been going back to basics at the Halliwell Jones after that somewhat rocky start. It's not been the greatest starts for me, uh, personally. I don't think the first... A couple of games were my greatest of games. There was a bit of a bedding-in period and a bit of a getting back to basics and sorting some stuff out and hopefully my performances will get a bit better now towards the middle part of the year. We'll turn our attention to the Challenge Cup as well as St Helens are handed the toughest game of the lot with a trip to Huddersfield. Saints coach Nathan Brown gives his reaction to that and talks about the magic of the tournament as a whole. I think that's what probably makes the Cup such exciting. I think, you know, the draw of the Cup and, you know, the fairy tales that go with it, you know, some lower league sides getting a little bit of a good run there causing an upset against the Super League side. Captain Paul Wellens talks about Saints' winning run but warns people not to look too far ahead with comparisons to the treble winning side of eight years ago. I think you know to make comparisons to that 2006 team at this early stage is probably going a little bit too far. What we need to do is focus on performing well and improving each week and uh, hopefully we can create our own legacy and, uh, separate to the one of 2006. And crossing over to the Witness Vikings, Dennis Betts looks back on the defeat at Leeds and the injury to Joe Meller as he's ruled out for up to three months. You'd love to go through the year and use as a few people outside your top 19 players as possible, but the nature of this game and how it's played, you'd... It's very rare you can go to that place. We'll also chat with the Vikings' Cameron Phelps too, so loads to get through before seven this evening. But before we do, let's get a full rundown on what went on last week first with Nick Smith. It was a busy Friday night with all of our Northwest Super League sides in action. First of all, Widnes Vikings came back to earth with a thud as they were beaten 38 points to four by Leeds Rhinos. Warrington made it three out of three with a 28-12 victory over Salford in a game that saw Chris Bridge run in his 100th career try. St Helens inflicted more misery on the Catalan Dragons. That one at Langtree Park ended 40-22, but it came at a cost. Saints will be without Luke Walsh for up to six weeks weeks with a calf injury. Jordan Turner's got a hamstring problem and Alex Wormsey and Sia Soliola are also doubts for this weekend. Louis McCarthy Scarsbrook was given a two-match ban for making dangerous contact with a Dragons player. Five players in total have been suspended this week. Wigan got back to winning ways with a 34-20 victory over Hull KR. Ian Thornley ran in a hat-trick of tries. Elsewhere over the weekend there were wins for Wakefield, Huddersfield and Castleford. Cheers, Nick. So good evening, first of all, to my co-host, Mr. Steve Manning, up at the top of the tower this evening. Another busy week in Super League and an incredible one to start off the next round tonight at the Halliwell Jones between Warrington Wolves and Wigan Warriors. Yeah, good evening, Lauren. Good evening, everybody. It should be a cracking match, shouldn't it? It's a rerun of that grand final when the good guys came from behind and uh, defeated the Wolves. And uh, since then, there's been a little bit of fractious friction 
between both coaches as to what went on in Australia. Uh, Sean's got a long memory. Uh, he will remember it. He's not <laughs> spoken to Tony since then, but he does say that he's going to shake hands before and hopefully with a smile on his face after the game. Just to recap for, for those of you who might not uh, remember this, but uh, Tony Smith gave some uh, coaching tips, shall we say, when Warrington Wolves had their pre-season tour of Australia, spoke to the Sydney Roosters, did a training session as Wigan, as Wigan would play. And he actually does say quite a lot in the show this evening, we'll hear from a little bit later, about the methodical uh, planned out way that Wigan play and, and how Warrington are somewhat different to that and the, the way they sort of mix it up a little bit. We'll hear a bit more about that later. Stoking the fire somewhat there. And you do speak to Sean Wayne about it too. But uh, before we come on to all of that, the game's just gone in the last round. Uh, Warrington now three wins out of three after that, that rocky start, which uh, we can definitely call it that. But do you think yeah, they're, they're knitting together after the likes of the departure of uh, Adrian Morley, Lee Breeze, Gareth Carvel, um, you know, Brett Hodgson, so on? I think really it's the case of the players that are coming in, you've got to give them the chance and it will take time for them to knit together. And the fact that they've had disruption at full-back, perhaps Stefan Ratchford and Richie Myler are the first choice start at uh, six and seven, but it's not worked out for them. And uh, they brought uh, Gareth O'Brien in, who's got a lot of class. So it's getting getting it right, getting that partnership right. And unfortunately, everybody's talks about it. If, if there's a slight blip, it's Lee Breers, Lee Breers, Lee Breers. Mm-hmm. Well, sadly, Lee has hung up his boots and he's on the coaching uh, carousel starting with the under-19s and uh, going to Australia to uh, continue his education. Which is going to be good for Warrington in the long run as well. And, you know, we've spoken to Gareth O'Brien in previous weeks on In Touch. He says he's been working very closely with Lee as well, but can't sort of get stuck in, in his shadow. Um, talking about Salford, of course, uh, Warrington defeated them last weekend. Um, they're still not coming out with the results that Dr Kukash and uh, Brian Noble will be after. So much talent in that squad. It is, you know, sort of a, you know, a celebrity squad pretty much. How do you get a team like that to gel, Steve? Well, it, it takes time. There's no magic wand, is there? If anybody can do it, uh, Brian Noble will because he did something similar at Celtic Crusaders. Uh, but from that point of view, he got no money to work on, so it's gelling the players together. But it does, de- does take time. Unfortunately, they've had a few injuries as well of their star players, although that uh, Rang is uh, likely to be back this weekend. But it does it does take time. And uh, in the meantime, that Theo Farge has uh, had a fantastic uh, run while... Uh, Rangi Chase has been out, and uh, when you think about it, spookily, Mark Snade, who I must admit I rated from watching him in, in Academy Rugby League, he's having a wow at Castleford. So it's the master against the apprentice. I'm not sure in the contract whether he's allowed to play or not, but it would be wrong if he's on a season's year law, long loan not to be allowed mm. to play against his side so that he can show what he can do. And I mean, that's what it's all about, it's his education and uh, he's had a fantastic start, whereas Rangi's been injured and uh, he's under pressure perhaps, as are the uh, Salford Red Devils. Well, Salford were defeated by Warrington Wolves last weekend, uh, Warrington making it three wins out of three. And coach Tony Smith says he's taking the positives of watching his side improve week on week. We're three from five, but we've, we've steadily been improving each week and... I think the last couple of weeks in particular, our defence has really come together. We've been pretty solid there. And, and if you're going to be a competitive team in Super League, you need to have a good defence. And So that that aspect's pleasing. Uh, I also think uh, last week we, we controlled things pretty well in field position and we kicked better and we, we camped down our opponent's end for vast periods of the game and, and got some spoils. You know, by um, by being patient, but uh, at the same time, I thought Salford were 
very tenacious and, you know, their effort was fantastic and, um, you know, they're trying to come together as a, as a team and a lot of teams will go there and struggle against Salford this year and, and I thought we made a pretty good fist of it but uh, we'll have to keep on improving over the next few weeks and particularly this week when we come up against a, a very strong side in Wigan. So Wolves welcome Wigan tonight. The Warriors haven't had the most electric start of the season yet. Tonight's game will likely ignite the season of whoever wins, I think. But last week they did come good against Hull KR, who are still looking for their first win, but did so without Sean O'Loughlin and Mickey McAlorum, who's suspended, and that Lockers will miss the game tonight as well. Coach Sean Wayne says it was a solid attacking performance throughout and the defence definitely improved in the second half too. Job done, two points earned. Um, you know, missing Sean O'Loughlin and Mickey, Mickey Mack, um would our many team and uh, you know I, I thought our attack was very very good at times uh, but our defence needed to improve in the in the first half and it did you know to nil them in the second half was was very impressive. Was it a little bit worrying in that first half with some of the defensive patterns that by the side? Uh, not, not worrying a, a bit um, annoying more than anything else because there was only simple errors errors what we don't normally make and you know, I need the players to, to fix things on the go and they didn't do that but half time once we had talked about it and they went out and uh, our defence was a lot more solid and they never looked like breaking us so you know, that's a massive positive and we, we need to learn to fix things on the go and not wait for me to speak at half time. Whatever you did say, it's only worked because you kept them pointless in the second half which is a testament to, to whatever didn't was said. Yeah, I mean, Ulke are a good team. The, the lowest score points and to stop them scoring like another Super League team, but Ulke in particular, who, who do throw a lot at teams, um, to keep them scoreless for 40 minutes is, um, you know, the players want a lot of praise and they praise them, you know, about that second half performance. But at the end of the day, I want that for 80 minutes and we're not doing that at the minute. Amongst the positives must have been Ian Thorne, this hat-trick, his first of his career at uh, this uh, standard. Yeah, he, he, he was big and strong and he took his trials really well. I, I thought it was the best game he played for us, so... Um, I, I just need him to string ten or twelve games together now, and and, and really cement his place in the team. And you know he's he's got, you know, if I was to design the perfect Southland centre, he, he is it. He's got good skills. He's quick, and he's a big body. So um, you know, so he's the sort of player I want in my centres, and it's up to him now to perform. Wigan coach Sean Wayne speaking there. We will hear from him a little bit later. And Richie Myler and Tony Smith again as we take a little bit more in-depth look at that game, which is kicking off in just over an hour and a half's time. So uh, let's turn our attention now to round four of the Challenge Cup that was announced this week. Wigan will begin their defence against Dewsbury. The tie of the round undoubtedly is uh, Huddersfield hosting uh, St. Helens. Almost a shame to get a game of that calibre so early on in the competition, I think. Well, it is, and when you think about it, I listen to the draw. Huddersfield came out first First after that and second was Saints and uh, there was a bit of um, what can I put it um, good chat afterwards to the rest of the journals especially those who were uh, Saints fanatics they couldn't they couldn't believe that draw and then when they heard the Wigan draw they were then speculating which weak <laughs> team Wigan will get next and I said I'll be quite happy with the winners of I think it's Swinton Lions and York City Knights Well I'm surprised that Warrington haven't been drawn against <laughs> Keithley Cougars maybe they will if they get past Hull KR because that'll be what the fifth year running fourth year running don't know they always seem to get Keithley at this stage or the next round in the competition uh, other ties of no obviously we mentioned Wigan there against Dewsbury Leeds face uh, up to up to Wakefield uh, Hull KR Warrington Hull FC Salford Catalan London uh, Witness uh, will head over to 
to Halifax as well. Bradford have Oldham. There's a few championship ties in there as well. And Lee Centurions uh, will make a short trip over to Rochdale as well. So it will be a nostalgic trip back to Huddersfield for uh, their former coach and Saints, his current boss, Nathan Brown. He admits it is a tough draw, but insists that's what makes the Cup so magical. Yeah, it's a tough first-up draw. Um, <coughs> you know, Huddersfield have been a side that have been up at the better half of the table for a fair few years now and obviously last year they were league leaders and uh, they've just recently come off some good performances so it's uh, it appears to be the, the toughest game that's come out of that and we're involved in it. Uh, unfortunately there'll be a good side go out and fortunately there'll be a winner go on and obviously we'll be, we'll be pushing forward to be the side that goes on. And so I suppose spookily the traits of the cup, you're going home so to speak aren't you where you were when you first got involved uh, coaching in this country? Yeah I've had a lot of good times at at the golf home, it's a nice big open field and you, you can play footy on it, which certainly suits uh, suits both sides. But would you say it's one of the, I mean, it's always going to warm, right? it's a tie too early perhaps for both sides? Oh, look, when you, I think numbers of people have said numbers of times, you know, that when you see a, a good side go out early in the cup and then there's a side that's no chance of, of doing well in it go forward, there's all numbers of scenarios, but I think that's what probably makes the cup such a, such exciting. I think, you know, the draw of the cup and you know, the fairy tales that go with it, you know, some lower 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 league sides getting a little bit of a good run, then causing an upset against the Super League side and all of a sudden they appear in the semi final and and we all know what Kiri did years ago with Sheffield Eagles, don't we? You know, like these these things are what makes the cup what it is, I think, and uh and I don't think you ever want to lose that, you know. And obviously on this occasion, you know, we've you know, us and others sort of you know, I've got there's two teams there who would like to fancy their chances of doing well in the cup and would, have fan- would fancy themselves as making a good run in the cup and the rally is the only one that's going to do it. Saints boss Nathan Brown speaking there. We'll hear from him a little bit later and captain Paul Wellens as well. It's time for a quick break now on City Talk 105.9 but join us again in a few minutes. We'll hear from Dennis Betts, Richie Myler, Cameron Phelps and of course Wellow and Brown. In touch, City Talk's Rugby League Lowdown. City Talk 105.9. Welcome back to In Search City Talk 105.9's Rugby League Hour with me, Laura Moss and Steve Manning. As usual with you every Thursday evening between 6 and 7. The big one tonight kicks off in just over an hour's time between Warrington Wolves and Wigan Warriors. We'll talk more about that game shortly. But now turning our attention to the Widnes Vikings. They came back down to earth with a, a bit of a bang on Thursday night against Leeds. And it was always going to be a tough trip going over to Headingley and Widnes course been fantastic at home so far this season coach Dennis Betts though says he was pleased with the way his side performs but admits they just missed out where it counts not sure we played well enough to deserve a victory but like I said the scoreline is a little bit lopsided against how well we performed I thought it was a very tight game and, and Leeds do what Leeds do they got they got their nose in front of the crowd got behind them the, the band started playing in the um, in the stand and it's it just points just came very very quickly, but overall, I've reviewed it and looked at it. We did we did some really good things. We we're still working hard for each other. We just got a little bit edgy when a couple of chances that we had just didn't go our way, and that's part of our learning curve a little bit. But it's a it's a kick up the pants. It's a get us back to reality, and um, like I say, just just get keep pushing forward. I know that last week, obviously, it was going to be the biggest task that you'd got, but the benchmark is there of how good the players have got to get to to were, you know, succeed. I know, I, we, we're talking about Leeds, it's been the grand finalist, Challenge Cup finalist over the last four or five years, probably one of the best 
three teams in the competition. And yeah, it's the benchmark. It was a benchmark before we went there, never mind the third, fourth, fourth game of the season. Mm. So it, going there expecting us to win is a little bit a little bit hard on us. And the fact that this group went there with a real bit of purpose and, and a, a good plan and looking at how we could actually get a really good performance in. And the scoreline makes it, if you take away the scoreboard, which is hard to do, I know, and I talk about a game of winning and losing, but from my point of view, when we break it down, review it, that we did some really strong performances. We had a couple of errors in us that when you make an error against a side like Leeds, like Warrington, like St. Helens, like Wigan, they score points. And they're the lessons that we've got to learn. But those two or three errors that we made, individual errors, led them to 10, 12, 24 points. So it's, it, all of a sudden the scoreboard looks massively against you when you've only had one or two mistakes in your team. Witness boss Dennis Betts will chat with Cameron Phelps a little bit later on In Touch. Uh, so this week it emerged that uh, Salford owner Marwan Kukash's uh, wife will not be uh, buying the Bradford Bulls after all. Uh, it was reported last week, we actually came out last week, both of them did quite an extensive interview with Sky Sports about how they were interested in buying Bradford. Of course, struggling, no owner. Still not sure what's going to happen with the future of them, but he said uh, she went on Twitter this week, uh, Mrs. Kukash, to say that her bid will not be the winning one. As I understand, the RFL has nothing to do with the decision. It's based on the highest bid to pay the old debt. Um, so, Steve, how do you see this one playing out then? Well, it is a joke, isn't it, it's Bradford Bulls, and that's no disrespect to the players and uh, the coach. To my way of thinking, it's a no-brainer. Uh, I may not agree with it, but to me, no-brainer is uh, Mrs. Kukash. What, because the finances are there and it, it, it implies security and so on? Well, I, I thought I'd read somewhere, and I'm not sure where, that whoever the uh, preferred bidder was, who get it, has got to have half a million, as it were, up front or with a view to doing something with it. Because instead of the of debt? Spend, yeah, instead of spending somebody else's money. And uh, I think that uh, Mrs Kukash is the only person who's got that money and uh, the only person who, if it's a case of once it's paid, the special measures go, that they can go and try and buy some players. Mm. And... Uh, I think you'll see it's going from, from bad to worse. Uh, you know, we've got a guy there saying, you know, we'll incorporate the fans. Well, they've lost 50% of the fans since the beginning of the season. Fans that came up with half a million pounds just, what, 18 months ago, two years ago? That's it. It's all right saying, you know, you'll have somebody to figure it on the board, but uh, they haven't got any money. You know, the fans, there are fans, aren't they? It's like a, a fans trust, and uh, I, I can't see it working. And uh, sadly, I think there's only one place at Bradford to go in. I think it's a situation that's going to rumble on for a few more weeks to come. We will be keeping a close eye on that. I think it is in everyone's best interest, the survival of Bradford as well. Uh, but it remains to be seen yet what is going to be happening with them. Let's turn our attention now to uh, Warrington Wolves. Wigan Warriors, big one tonight. Kick off at 8 o'clock at the Halliwell Jones. Now, both sides haven't had the most convincing of starts, given they were last season's grand finalists. And whoever wins this one tonight will likely go up like a rocket in momentum and form, I think, Steve. I think you're right there, Lauren. Um... Wigan need to win it or else uh, they, if the results go the wrong way they could be out of the first eight albeit they were only into round six and uh, there will be a little bit of panic even though both coaches will say well you know we're a work in progress and the thing is you know what I said last year it's all about the 27 it's about 27 rounds playing a game and then getting where you can to what happens in the uh, playoffs and perhaps that's the way the attitude of the coaches are these days albeit 
they both want to finish as high as they can for uh, the advantage going into the playoffs. And of course for Warrington as well, they haven't had things uh, as easy going for them as well, starting off their first few weeks, really tough ties there when they had St Helens and Leeds and so on. Let's catch up with one Wolves player who's grown from season to season there, Richie Myler. He says that Warrington have taken time to fit together following the departure of club icons like Lee Breers and Adrian Morley that we mentioned before. And they're looking to banish the memories of last season's grand final defeat to Wigan. I think of anything when uh, senior players, like we lost five, six senior players, uh, there's always going to be bedding in period. Um, we thought coming into this season we were going to hit the track running and we'd, we'd come up short a little bit. Uh, like I say, but we came up against two very good sides in St. Helens and Leeds. So, um, no, like I say, we're, we're, happy, we're, we're, getting, we're getting there at the moment. We're, um, we've got a tough test on Thursday night against Wigan, uh, which we know we have to be pretty 100% to beat them. So, uh, no, we're, uh, we're building in the right direction. We've touched, you touched on Wigan earlier on, and uh, it doesn't get any tougher. Is this a case of redemption, or has the grand final gone? No, like I say, that, that game will always live long in the memory, as did the one before when we played Leeds. I mean, it's just, um, you'd never want to lose finals. It's, it's a tough one, like I say, but no, Wigan are on a quality side, and whenever uh, Wigan and Warrington play each other, it's, it's normally a big game, and the fans get up for it, and I think the players do too, so it's, uh, it's going to be a cracker. Because they're having an indifferent uh, start, obviously they've been hampered, it's a great hamper isn't it, the World Club, but uh, they're just slowly on that burner as well now aren't they? Yeah, like I said, I think they've had the similar start to us, obviously they did have the distraction of the World Club Challenge and um, now they're back into Super League, got a win last week, it's, um, I think they're the same, they're building in the right direction and like I said it's going to be two teams going head to head against each other. In your own personal form this season, again we mentioned touch on the players that have gone but you're now in a pivotal position where you've got to make things happen so to speak yeah like I say it's it's not been the greatest starts for me uh, personally I don't think the first couple of games were my greatest of games so um, like I say along with the team and myself I think it's going to take it, there was a bit of a bedding in period and a bit of a um, just getting back to basics and sort, sorting some stuff out and we've done that and we look to be on the right track and hopefully my performances can get a bit better now towards the, the middle part of the year We'll hear a little bit more from Tony Smith and Sean Wayne on In Touch before seven this evening. Turning our attention back to St Helens now, and Saints captain Paul Wellens made his 500th career appearance last week against Catalan Dragons. Of course, integral part of Saints throughout the glory years and a constant part of the squad as well. Like to be playing out of position this week too, given the injuries that have hit Saints. Luke Walsh out for six weeks, Jordan Turner for around a month. Alex Wormsley is a doubt, as is Sia Soliola for this weekend, and Louis McCarthy Scarsbrook, of course, is suspended. Now Wellens caught up with Mike Appleton this week at the Challenge Cup draw. They talked about his form to date, comparisons to that treble winning side in 2006 and the game coming up in a couple of weeks against Huddersfield. Yeah it's obviously a very tough tie isn't it and uh, you know, Huddersfield uh, a fantastic team we, we, we know that and uh, I think you know one thing that is impressive about them is their consistency. I think they proved that by winning the league leaders year last year uh, you know, we know it's going to be a, a, a real tough challenge, but it's one that we'll look forward to, we'll embrace, prepare well for, and uh, I'm sure it'll make a great occasion. Is it something that comes into the mind already? You know, there's probably uh, two or three matches before that. Is it something that uh, you're already thinking about? Well, I think probably not as much for us as players. We need to focus on the next game, and, and I think you know part of my job as captain is to make sure the players do that. Uh, but I think for the coaching staff, they certainly have to. They'll be planning weeks ahead and looking at you know what's needed and you know, with regards to team selection or things like that. So uh, it's going to be an interesting few weeks. But uh, 
you know, for us as players, we just need to crack on with a with a good job that we're, we're already doing. Yeah, we're facing uh, Wakefield on Sunday. We're going to be looks like we'll be out without Luke Walsh, John Turner, Alex Wormsley. It's going to be it would be a tough game anyway, but uh, even tougher. Oh yeah, it's, it, I mean, when you miss key personnel, it always makes the, the challenge that little bit harder. But I think you know what we've got now at St Helens and what. what is, you know, his real strength in depth in the squad. So when players miss out, it gives other people an opportunity, and people who've been waiting for an opportunity to impress. So, uh, you know, what we shouldn't be lacking in is, is, is effort and commitment and motivation, and all the things that go into. You know, the, 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 they're the, the first things that need need to be there for, for any rugby league game. Your role uh, this season, you played at uh, loose forward last week. Probably on uh, on Sunday, you could be playing at six loose forward or on the bench. Have you? Uh, is it is a role you're you're enjoying at the moment? Yeah, it's, it's certainly different. It's a different challenge for me, but uh, like, like I say, I, I, I've, I've sat down with the coach on numerous games. I know, I know what my job is. I prepare for nearly every eventuality in a game, whether that be full-back, six, nine, thirteen. It doesn't matter. Um, I've just got to prepare the best I can and help the, help the team. You know, I mean, that's my job to to do what's best for the team. And as long as we're playing well and picking up results, then I'm happy. I know that this team has been compared with the 2006 team already, even after five matches. And there's something you said about that team was that uh, you went out on the field, you know, expecting to win, and it was just by how many. Uh, have you seen any sort of you know, similarities between uh, then and now? Uh, I mean, not so much. I think this, this team is a lot different to that. Was I think the team in 2006 was full of experienced internationals, whereas this team's a little different in its makeup. We've got a lot of young players who's coming through, a lot of people finding the feet. So it's kind of a, a different environment to be in, but. So Certainly, you know, ability-wise, you know, we have to be confident with the, with the players we've got. But I think, you know, to make comparisons to that 2006 team at this early stage is probably going a little bit too far. What we need to do is focus on performing well and improving each week, and uh, hopefully, we can create our own legacy and, uh, separate to the one of 2006. St Helens back in action on Sunday against Wakefield and with the injuries they're suffering with at the minute it's going to see the likes of Greg Richards, Joe Greenwood and Matty Dawson get another chance to impress. Uh, Steve, this week it emerged that uh, James Graham said uh, he was tempted by a return to St Helens but he has decided to stay in the NRL. He signed a new four-year contract at Canterbury Bulldogs. Uh, can you see him ever returning back to our shores? Well, there's always somebody going to want to buy him, isn't there? <laughs> uh, I think he's a, he's a great player and he's uh, he's had a fantastic uh, few years. And fair play to him, he's, he's a loyal person, isn't he? Because uh, he had a lot of controversy of the incident in the grand final when he was suspended for 12 mm-hmm. weeks. So fair play, um, they looked after him. They, you know, it could have uh, you know, jettisoned him and uh, but, uh, whatever, but uh, fair play to James Graham. All right, the, the club may well have the best years out of him, but uh, I'd imagine that uh, in four years' time, he'll come back a, a more mature, he'll be a, a world-class player, he already is, but he'll be an even more of a world-class player. And like um, you say, there will always be room for him, uh, at, possibly at St Helens or any other Super League club, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, St Helens will probably have the uh, first bid, and then if uh, both parties decide no, I think I know where he may go. Are you going to share that with the rest of us? I think he'll go down the road to Halliwell Jones, as Adrian Mulder did. And, he, you know, what a career he had whilst he was there. They won all those trophies, the Challenge Cups and two Grand Finals. Mm. But no winner's medal for that. Let's take another quick break now on City Talk 105.9. But afterwards, it's all about the big game between Warrington and Wigan. In touch. In touch. On City Talk 105.9. Welcome back to In Search City Talk 105.9. Me, Lauren Moss, 
and Steve Manning. Coming up in just a moment, we'll talk more about that big game between Warrington and Wigan kicking off at 8 o'clock at the Halliwell Jones. But before we do, let's look back on Witness Vikings again now. Of course, came back down with a wallop to earth at Leeds last week with that defeat there. And uh, let's chat with uh, Cameron Phelps, who admits it was a really tough game. Bit of a wake-up call, but says uh, he's been impressed with the improvements he's seen to date so far. And they're ready to get back on the road to Humberside, a place where they haven't had the best fortunes since their return to Super League on Sunday. LFC are going to be a good test. Um, the last two years we've went there, they've put us to the sword. So hopefully we can uh, put, put things bright this week and uh, get a win. I know you don't think about the past, but there's been some heavy defeats there, hasn't there as well? So, but, you know, they've, they've taught you a lesson, but again, perhaps it's a season that they don't. Yeah, well, yeah, like I said, last year, I think they put 70 on us and the year before. 50, I was being chartful. Yeah, 50, so... <laughs> Yeah, well, hopefully we can take our home form and, and take it on the road and yeah, uh, maybe reverse the fortunes this year. And they're smarting from a close loss at uh, Castleford Tigers, who look to be, I think, be quite honest. I know we don't know if you look at the table or not. Nobody expected them to be joint top, did they? No, Castle Flying, they're, they're playing some really good rugby league at the moment. Like, I think their coach is doing a, a great job with them. Um, but we've got Hull FC and yeah, they're going to be smarting. I, I played, I played with uh, Radders, so I know, I know what sort of uh, what sort of mental state he's going to have his troops in. He's a, he's a great bloke and yeah, he's a really no nonsense sort of guy. So I'm guessing that Hull are going to be the same. You're on uh, form today. How's that going, Cameron? Yeah, I've only played the one game and uh, it was my first game back. I was I was pretty quiet, uh, to be honest. I thought um, hopefully this week I can get some more ball and you know just. As week goes by, I get a bit fitter and match fitter and uh, work harder and yeah, keep improving my own performance. And how do you see the season progressing, first of all, for Cameron Phelps and for this Witness Viking side? Yeah, well, hopefully we, we build on the start we've had and uh, take it in, hopefully top eight. And, yeah, hopefully in my form, I can continue to get better and stay in the team. And, you know, the competition for places at the moment is the best I've, we've had at Witness while I've been here, so... Yeah, it's, um, it's a great place to be and for the coaches and yeah, competition for places it makes you hungry. Witness Vikings, Cameron Phelps, witness in action again on Sunday against Hull FC. St Helens will face Wakefield, uh, looking for their sixth win in a row. Incredible form so far. Steve, they just seem to be you know, completely solid and completely fluid, I think, but they're really going to miss the likes of uh, Luke Walsh. Yeah, they certainly are. That's going with the uh, litmus paper test, isn't it? He's, uh, he's got off to a fantastic start. He's kicking uh, out of his skin. He's running the games. And it'll just be interesting to see what does happen. I think John Wilkin is going to uh, come up and play at Scrum Half. Uh, uh, he, he did it's kind a, of looking a little bit like last season with the changes with him and Willow as well. He did a sterling job, didn't he? And uh, fair, fair play to him. Uh, I think he thought, well, this season I'm OK. I'll, I'll be back in my normal position. He, he has had a sensational season, as I've seen at the moment. But this is a litmus test, isn't it? I know you mentioned the players that are out, but also uh, Mark Percival's out for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd have been tempted, but this is just me, bringing Dougie Charn, Louis Charnock in um, from the uh, from the academy set up. Uh, he played last year in the snow against Salford, and uh, it would have been interesting to see what he what he did. But you know, it's tried and tested, didn't he, John Wilkin? And he'll give it all, whatever number he's got on the back on the back of his shirt. Nathan Brown was pleased with the result against Catalan Dragons. He said it was probably their best performance of the season to date, but admits it did come at a, a price. Quite costly on the injury front, unfortunately, and we got Louis McCarthy up at the judiciary tonight too. So, you know, it's come at a fair cost. Uh, you know, obviously. You know, losing Walsh is obviously a disappointing one, but we got Wilco who did such a good job there for us last year and we had such a good run at the back end of last season. So, you know, we know Wilco can do a good job for us in that position. Um, on a bit of a positive note, I suppose, the fact we don't have a number of forwards not playing, 
it gives Greg Richards a chance this year and Anthony Walker a chance, who are two young players who did a good job last year, who are far better players this year through the experience of last year. And we've seen the development of Adam Swift and Mark Percival, them kids have all improved. I'm expecting those guys to, to actually do a similar job to those guys, obviously in different positions. And Mark Flanagan, who got the serious injury last year, we all know Flash is a good Super League player, so he gets a chance. So there's been, you know, there's been numbers of times in selection meetings early in the year where you know, there's been a case put forward for one of these younger kids, or Flash, for example, who's experienced to get a game, but with the team doing well, um, we sort of felt a little bit reluctant to change, where now, through unfortunately through injury, it has come, but you know, it's, it's a good opportunity for these blokes to, to push their wares. So from your own point of view then, that game's gone. Now, we've, we've touched on the injury situation. Now you go to Wakefield, uh, Trinity Wildcats, the last two weeks, they've uh, certainly wrapped up the points over half the century in their last two wins. Yeah, look, I've, I've got a lot of respect for Rich Agar as a coach and, you know, I, I think, you know, in his time at Wakefield where he's had less funds to work with, he's, you know, one thing he's, over the times, over the course, he's always seemed to put a squad together that can score points and, you know, that reflects obviously him as a coach that he's he's got a good grasp of the attacking side and he uses those cattle really, really well, those personnel and, you know, last year his side was unfortunately ravaged, you know, because of what happened and we took one of his one of his best players ourselves and, that's unfortunate for Rich, but he appears now that he's got a little bit of money. He's gone out there and he's seen to put together a squad again that can score points. And you know, the last two weeks have scored over 100 points in the two games. And you know, the one area we will get tested this week is our defence. So um, <clears throat> we'll need to be good. You know, any sort of laps they've got the players that really, really hurt you. So, which is going to be great, great challenge for us. You've touched uh, the fact that the defence is going to have, have to be on song. Are you concerned, obviously, in the win? I know you've won your games, but the defence has leaked a few points this last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, we've just, just had little periods of games, you know, like I thought against Warrington, you know, obviously a very good side. You know, we, for, the, for a fair period, we maintained a good defensive line, and against Salford, we did. Against Hull, we had a little period where we weren't so good, and last week, we had a little period where we weren't so good. Uh, but, you know, the guys are seeing themselves doing things well, a lot more than what they're seeing themselves not do so well. And it's just a matter of building that consistency, that's all. And over time, we'd like to think we can keep improving. Saints boss Nathan Brown, Saints playing at Wakefield on Sunday in Super League at round six. So tonight, Warrington Wolves host Wigan Warriors. So much off the field talk, no love loss really between Sean Wayne and Tony Smith. What kind of game are you, are you really expecting? We're going to see this this game probably kick-starting whoever wins this season. Is it going to be Warrington? Is it going to be Wigan, Steve? Be realistic. You haven't been that complimentary about Wigan so far. Well, I've been honest, haven't I? Yeah. I mean, um, I, you know, I could eulogise what a great season they had, like you were doing about uh, St. Helens. But having said that, St. Helens have got it. I think the opening 20 minutes will be absolutely superb. And what Warrington have done in previous seasons, they've hit Wigan, as it were, in that opening 20 minutes and take control of the game. Got a lot of points, and we're going to be playing catch up. But I think that there's going to be a steely determination from the all of the Wigan Warriors club to make sure that doesn't happen this uh, uh, this evening. And I expect Wigan to win what should be a fantastic game. I think Warrington by uh, six. I think Wigan by two. Well, enough of that. Let's uh, hear from uh, <laughs> the bosses themselves now. And uh, Wigan coach Sean Wayne, first of all. Warrington are a fantastic team. We met them in the grand final, so. You know, they're recognised as one of the best teams in Super League and, uh, and we need to improve on our performance. So, 
we know going to to that stadium it's very intimidating and the, the, my players are going to relish that and you know obviously there's a there's a, there's a bit of pressure on us to, to perform we've not hit our, our best form yet so there's pressure from me and pressure from the fans we need to improve and, uh, and, and having a good win on, on, on Thursday night would really get our season going and Is that what it's all about because obviously you've got off to an different start but you've won the back-to-back home games yeah, yeah, but I am a realist. You know, we play Wakefield and Lucky, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. But these are the these are the games we need to really perform in, and uh, you know, you need to be best to go to Warrington on their own ground. You know, the way they play fast and, and quick, play the balls and get you on the back on the back foot all the time. You, you need to aim up, and every one of your seventeen players need to have one of the best games, and uh, and that's the pressure. That's what that, that's that's what playing these top games is all about. From their point of view, they had an indifferent start, but they put a little run together now, haven't they? So their confidence will be obviously, I imagine, a little bit higher than perhaps the, the Warriors. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about that. We're, we're confident that in in, the, in in spells we have been outstandingly good with our attack and, and, and really good on some defensive sets. We've just not been consistent, very similar to Warrington. So I think we'll go into this game both confident that we can win the game. We showed in the grand final what we can do and... And, and they did it to us in the in, in the league last year. So you know it's um, it's two really good teams matched up against each other, and, and uh, they've got the obvious advantage playing at home. But um, you know we always seem to play well when we go there. Wigan boss Sean Wayne looking at uh, their last ten meetings. Actually, uh, Warrington do have more wins over Wigan in their last ten meetings, but they did lose the uh, Super League Grand Final Old Trafford last season as well. Overall, and that's the one that matters, Lauren. And in Super League overall, Warrington have won 16 of their meetings and Wigan have won 25 as well, including that Grand Final and the 2003 playoffs as well. There have been two draws between the sides. So let's hear from Warrington boss Tony Smith. We both in, ended up there last year and uh, they got the spoils and in the end there so um, you know when well deserved and so but in in terms of this year it's a whole new year and uh, um, there's not too much focus about grand finals either from last year or or this coming year um for for us it's about getting out there and, and becoming better each and every week and trying to improve on what you did the week before and um you know, if we can do that, we'll be pleased. We're, there's a lot of aspects about last week that pleased us, and if we can carry some of that form and 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 actually go a little bit better than some of last week, well, you know, that'll give us a really strong chance for, you know, having a good good result for um, Thursday night. Again, I know you focus on your own side, but what are you expecting from the Warriors? It's been a bit. It's a miss, with all due respect, with having gone to Australia, come back, and getting back in the swing. Yeah, it's got to be disruptive. Uh, it's just the whole format that they've had to undergo, and they've had a you know a few changing personnel and a few people missing here and there for various reasons. So, yeah, it takes it takes time for them, for them as well. And you know, I'm sure that when they get into the swing of things, that they'll be um, one of the top teams once again. But uh, yeah, it's been a um, they haven't really found their top form so far, and it's difficult when you're missing a few of your key players. I think. You know, Sean O'Loughlin being um, not in participating in many games this year has a big influence on him. I mean, he's a fantastic player. I thought he, personally, I thought he was the most influential player of the of the season last year for any, and it has a bigger influence on on his club as any player does in in any club in Super League. I just think he's a he's a super player, and when he plays, he makes a huge difference. 
Um, Wiggins still play the same way, whether he's there or not in terms of the style that they play. He doesn't alter that. But some of the decisions that Sean makes um, for the team is, um, you know, second to none. And, um, you know, so I think the fact that they've been missing him has shown its stages, you know, throughout the season so far. Oh, I've got to defend well. Um, that's certainly they throw a whole lot at you. They've got their their spread plays that they put on, and um, you know, pretty much uh, once every set um, coming out of their own end, and they can put their spread plays on three or four times up the other end of the field. So, you know, they've got a they've got a system that they play to the Wigan way, as they call it, and you know that never changes, no matter who they play, and and it doesn't change, you know, whoever's playing or not playing. Um, in their in their squad, so you know what's coming, but you still got to be good enough to stop it. And um, you know, hopefully, if we all work together, we can you know give that a shake. But uh, we need to throw a bit at them, and we're a bit different in the way that we structure ourselves. Probably less structure than what they play to, but you know that's why it's also interesting the t- contrasting you know styles of play by the two different teams. But yet yeah, they've both been very successful in their own right. Warrington coach Tony Smith. Then, Steve, you think uh, Tony will stay with the, the same squad, very similar squad to last week's victory in the, the last three weeks? Yeah, I'll do Pundit's curse and say that it's going to be the same uh, start on 17. Um, only time will tell whether I've uh, whether I've got my mystic head on or not. <laughs> and uh, our other sides, you've got Witness, Hull FC and uh, Saints Wakefield score predictions there? I think that Hull FC will beat Witness. I think Wakefield will beat St. Helens. They've scored over 100 points over the last two games. And I just think the, the question mark is if they can play without Walshie and I'm going to go for Wakefield. I'm definitely going for St Helens and I'm going to back Hull FC. Witness haven't fared well over there the last couple of years as well and uh, a bit concerned of their fortunes on the road again this weekend, especially with uh, Joe Greenwood out as well. well. That's all we've got time for tonight on In Touch, but thanks for your company. Join us again next week. We'll take a look back on all this weekend's rounds, look ahead a little bit more to the Challenge Cup ties which are on the horizon and everything to come next weekend in Super League. Good night, Steve. Good night. This is In Touch City Talks Rugby League Lowdown with Lauren Moss and Steve Manning. City Talk 105.9.